Welcome to Because We Love You, a podcast dedicated to personal wellness. I'm Jade, and this is my co-host, Stacey. Hi, everyone. Today's a really exciting day. We have our first special guest on Because We Love You, so we're excited to introduce her in a minute. Um, But today, we're doing part two of anxiety. So last week, you got to hear about what is anxiety, what are the symptoms of anxiety, and some of our personal stories associated with that. So today, we're excited to share some treatment options, and we really hope this episode is really important to us. Um, We really hope that you can use some of this information to um, just get on the track to wellness. There's going to be a lot of information today, so we encourage you to look at our show notes. Anything that you're interested about, there's going to be a lot of details and a lot of places that you can go and help you can receive. So go there, check it out. And as always, if you like what you see, follow us. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Because We Love You, a podcast focused on helping you understand mental health, human wiring, faith, and wellness. We hope you feel empowered and inspired to make changes in your habits and lifestyle. This podcast is hosted by best friends and hardworking professionals. College professor Dr. Stacy Lepowski and physician assistant Jade Breback. Together, they invite you into this community to share encouragement and hope with one another. Why? Because we love you. So today, we're talking about treatments for anxiety. So we know that this is something that affects a lot of people every year. And so we really hope that today you'll find some helpful information that if you need help, um, just reaching out to your primary care provider or finding a therapist or just really to think about things that we can all do every day to boost mental health or to reduce anxiety. Um, Hopefully you'll find some helpful tips. So we're really excited about this. And I'm super excited to introduce our special guest (laughs) who happens to be one of our favorite humans. And we're excited. for you to meet her. Um, This is Dr. Sarah Ross and she is a licensed psychologist and so she's going to bring her knowledge and experience with clients and therapy to us today. So we're so thankful that she's here. Um, Dr. Ross received her PhD from NC State and so thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So thanks so much. Of course, of course. So let's jump in and get started. So last week we talked about anxiety. What is it? What are the symptoms? I shared a little bit of my story. So if you haven't listened, feel free to go back and check that out too. But um, I mentioned that about six months ago, as you both know, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety and panic attacks and went through a very rough few months in terms of just dysfunction in everyday life, not being able to do what I needed to do, um, just get up and go to work and take care of my family and and I, you know, it's just a terrible spot to be in. I remember talking to both of you about, like, will I ever feel normal again? Like, that was kind of my biggest fear. Like, mm-hmm. will I ever feel normal? Am I, is it going to be like this forever? And it was very scary. Um, it was certainly, I have, you know, I'm very lucky. I have a very big support system. And luckily, I have very knowledgeable friends about anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the two of you in particular. But, um I just didn't even know where to start, even with a little bit, you know, background in psychology, not necessarily clinical psychology, but um, I knew enough and I still, the options felt overwhelming. So let's hopefully maybe help some people 
um, get to the resources they need. I know one thing that, um, you know, just made me nervous was starting medication. Even Mm -hmm. as a psychologist, even as someone who is an advocate for mental health and for um, medication as a treatment for mental health because it's super effective for many people, um, it still felt like a big step. And so, Jade, I know that, you know, you prescribe medications, of course, in the office. So can you talk a little bit about that, maybe what the options are and if you see that hesitancy in your patients? Certainly, I see that hesitancy. Um, you know, when they come to me, they're scared yeah. and they don't want to take something that they have to take for the rest of their life. Yeah. I, I hear that the most is, is yeah. this going to be for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And um, Or what is it going to do to me? What are the side yeah. effects? Because we know that everything that we put into our body um, ingest has a side effect and has mm-hmm. a potential thing that it can um, do something that it wasn't intended to do. Or, yeah. And so um, that those fears are always there. And um, because there are so many things we can use to treat anxiety, and I'm glad that we're going to talk about all of them, but medication, um, it can be a powerful tool. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are many different options. There's short-acting anxiety medicines that are going to relieve you from that panic attack. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are more long-term medicines that actually deal with the long-term basis of the neurotransmitters or chemical messengers. You have three major chemical messengers in your brain, dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin, and they make you feel happy, hungry, safe, Calm, excited, pleasureful. I really like the one that makes me feel pleasureful. Just so you know, I'm I'm a little bit of a dopamine, dopamine addict. addict. <laughs> uh, so, um, and we all do. And these yeah. medicines, um, they can help with those chains and yeah. help you um, help kind of keep it in your brain longer. And I like to tell pe- patients this. Um, it's kind of like a bowling alley. And so these ball, the bowling ball is these chemical messengers and you want the bowling ball to get to the end and knock the pins over and make the, make you happy. Um, but sometimes it gets stuck in the gutters or you lose them. And so the medicine, um, sometimes they act as like those gutter guards, right? Mm -hmm. And so the bowling ball is what you need to stay in that lane. It needs to stay in its lane. Right. And, um, and so these bump, the medicines help it to stay in the lane and get to where it needs to be and where it needs to stay. Um, so it doesn't necessarily just give you more of what you want, um, but it, it helps you keep what you have. Yeah. And when it does that, it creates more um, calmness. It can create more peace um, and more pleasure and more um, enjoyment in doing everyday things. Um, but it is important to note that it does sometimes take some time, you yeah, know. Absolutely. And I would, I would just add too that I think oftentimes starting a medication and also therapy at the same time can be really helpful because the medication mm-hmm. can help you be in a place where you're able to kind of take in those mm-hmm. things that you learn in therapy. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you're at a point where, you know, just starting therapy just feels overwhelming because you're so anxious or you're so depressed, whereas the medication can kind of help you start seeking out those healthy lifestyle changes. Exactly. Um, Let well, yeah. your cortex exactly. kind of kick in and be able to make some good decisions. Yeah. But if you're running from a bear all right. the time and every day, like how are you going to go into a counseling session running exactly. from a bear yeah. you can't really focus yeah. on that um you know it some people are also scared because of the fast acting we all know about the benzodiazepines and the xanax lorazepams the ativans that can be dangerous and addicting and and that's a small portion of of the treatment for anxiety but it can be a very powerful tool and help a lot of people mm-hmm. so so 
for everyone out there, if you're thinking like medicine for me, there are so many different options. There's mm-hmm. not a one, one person kind of medicine that fits yeah. all, you know, we take into account you, if you're more down, if you're more up, if, um, you can't go places, how much is this physically restricting your life? Right. And that kind of determines long-term versus short-term versus mm-hmm. as needed versus counseling and things like that. But I guess my ploy would be, you know, even myself, I have been on medicine mm-hmm. for short term and mm-hmm. it was what I needed. Um, right. after having my babies, I had a lot of postpartum and, um, I wasn't able to focus at work. And I remember going to one of my colleagues who sees me and mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't focus. I can't get my work done. Um, I'm just, I'm a mess. I'm just thinking about all the bad things. Mm -hmm. And so for a year after having my babies, I did. And so maybe you're like me, or maybe it is more of a generalized long-term, but there can be safety in medicine. It helped me get through a really, really hard time. And so think about it, talk about it, talk to your healthcare providers, talk to friends, because chances are, you know, somebody on one of these medicines, chances are. Absolutely. And I, I really like that you pointed out about how there are a lot of options and there's no one size fits all kind of medication. Because for me, the first thing I tried actually made my anxiety worse. Like I went Mm -hmm. higher, um, then, you know, I wasn't eating and I lost a lot of weight, like in a short period of time. And I just, um, felt more fear and more dread, right? right? And I could have given up and just Mm -hmm. thought medicine's not for me, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why it's really important to communicate with people, especially your healthcare provider. I was able to go back and try something new. Um, and now what I'm on feels, you know, so effective and got me back to a place where I feel normal. So if the first thing doesn't work, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, just be willing to try again because there's probably something that will work, you know, with your specific brain chemistry. Yeah. Because they, yeah, because they, they, they each d- focus on different parts, different yeah. chemical messengers. Mm-hmm. So, and unfortunately, we don't have a blood test to say, right. hey, yours is norepinephrine yeah. and dopamine and yeah. yours is serotonin. Mm-hmm. Let's do these things. And so um, maybe one day we will and yeah. we'll be able to more effectively treat coming. you first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would say too, just... Um, almost plan that it may not be the first, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. plan so that you don't feel that let down or like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so frustrated or I just want to give up. Just plan that it might take a few different yeah. medications and takes a couple weeks on each to figure out if they work. And yeah. so just yeah. kind of going in with that mindset, I think is helpful. Four too. to six weeks yeah. to get to the therapeutic level at that mm-hmm. dose. Um, yeah. because you may yeah. need to go a little bit higher. It may only be 25% yeah. effective. So. And that could be really frustrating. I remember being in that space where I had a medication that didn't work right. and then I felt worse. And then I knew it was going to be at least another mm-hmm. couple of weeks before I felt any relief. And in yeah. that window, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard. isolating and it's frustrating. So, you know, keep open lines of communication, make sure you're taking care of yourself. I remember even coming to you one day and sitting in the car and you were like, is this going to yeah. be my life forever and I I, my heart went out to you and I'm like I know we get trapped in those thoughts of Mm -hmm. in not just with anxiety but just with life in general um is this going to be forever Mm -hmm. and you're here today and it wasn't forever yeah Yeah. Yeah. and a question I asked a lot was to both of you was like is this normal for people with anxiety right Right? like I was you know comfortable with getting the diagnosis because I knew that meant I could get treatment and I could get help right? right but it was more like is this even normal for this diagnosis. Right. right. And, and your anxious thoughts yeah. were making you sort of right. think the worst case scenario yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so physical. And we mm-hmm. talked about that yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. But that's why it's hard because there were so many physical symptoms. You're like, this is something else. This has got to be something else. This is not anxiety. And that's Um, why, gosh, I think that's so important for people who don't struggle with mental health conditions to realize just how physical, just mm -hmm. how impairing it can be. Um, You know, it's like a, a... physical health disorder right. or a diagnosis, you know, there's so many ways that it affects your body that you guys yeah. have already talked about. But yeah. I think if you've never experienced, you don't quite realize how, how bad right. it can be. Yeah. People just have the like, yeah. well, get over it. Yeah. Stop thinking like that. And it's totally. not that easy no. or out of control. Yeah. 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 That's Absolutely. great. So yeah. hopefully that's encouraging in terms of thinking about medication as an option. But, yeah. um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, doing your starting a medication, but also combining that with therapy is probably the most effective treatment for most people. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I know you have a lot of experience, of course, and have seen clients for a lot of different types of psychological disorders. So can you tell us a little bit about therapy? Do you see the same type of hesitation with therapy? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I still think there's this huge mystery around therapy, Mm -hmm. even though I think we've made great strides toward getting people into mental health care. There's still so much mystery around what does it even look like? Is Mm -hmm. the therapist going to judge me? What will people think about me? Mm -hmm. Do I have to lie down on a couch and like let the person, which you don't, by the way. Um, Absolutely not. Now it's virtual. Yeah, now it's virtual. Totally. And, um, but I think a lot of those fears prevent people just like with medication from seeking it out for the first time. And so, Mm um, I definitely want to talk about some things and tips that I have today about seeking a therapist um, if you've never done so because it can feel overwhelming when you first start. Yeah, for sure. So what what someone's going to therapy for the first time, either referred by their PCP or on their own looking Mm -hmm. for someone, what should they look for? Yeah, so the first thing to really think about is seeking out somebody that does research-based techniques. And so what I mean by that is that when you go to therapy, it really shouldn't be just kind of like a vent session, right? Mm -hmm. You should actually have goals, a treatment plan. They should be checking in with Mm -hmm. you about whether you're making progress or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's been tons of research done on different types of therapy techniques um, that are out there to make sure that they work because you don't want to be spending your time and resources on something that doesn't, right? Um, And so we're going to talk today about cognitive behavioral therapy a little bit, and that's one of the most commonly used therapies Mm -hmm. or CBT. You've probably heard of it. Um, and, but there are plenty of others. And so I've actually included in sort of the notes from today, a couple of websites to help you mm-hmm. check out, um, you can kind of put in your symptoms and check mm-hmm. out different therapies that are available and mm-hmm. that are research-based because oh, you do want to seek those out. And there's one for adults and one for kids as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So I think that's kind of the, the first thing to know is like, what kind of therapy am I looking for? Yeah. Um, And again, CBT is a nice place to start if you are struggling with anxiety or depression. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what I would recommend actually finding a therapist is if you have health insurance, going to your website. Usually there's a mental health tab kind of hidden somewhere in there um, and searching within your area for a provider near you. Um, the sort of silver lining, uh, with COVID times is that most therapists will do virtual Mm -hmm. sessions now. And I, I think it's fantastic. Like that, especially for adults, I mean, Mm -hmm. trying to fit in the drive there, the drive back, especially if you live in a more rural place, it can take up a huge part of your day. And so most therapists will do virtual treatment now, Mm -hmm. as long as they're within your state, they just have to be licensed in your state. So you can search on the, your health insurance website and find a provider. Um, 
If you don't have health insurance, um, there are other options. I know here in Guilford County, we have uh, Family Services of the Piedmont mm -hmm. that provides free or reduced cost services for families. Mm, that's wonderful. And yeah, yeah most, majors, most major cities have those kinds of options. It, um, I put some ideas about how to search that for your area as well in the notes. Yeah. Um, so you should yeah. be able to find something and hopefully mm -hmm. something that sort of fits with your schedule um, and your lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah. So, okay, so let's say we find find a therapist, yes. start, you know, going for your first session. Right. I think one thing that, you know, even for me, I was like, what is this going to be like? Right. Can you mm -hmm. give people a sense of, like, if you're running a session, yeah. how it would go and what to expect? Absolutely. And one thing I think that's really helpful to kind of ease some of that anxiety, you talked about the bowling ball, which I loved. I think of a therapist as kind of like a coach situation. So mm -hmm. they get to know you. They help you practice skills to improve your life. Mm -hmm. They care about you. They check in with you each week. You know, they they sometimes push you to do hard things because mm -hmm. you got to address some of those harder things to do those yeah. to make those improvements. Um, but they're they're sort of your biggest advocate. So if you that helps me at least. I've yeah. certainly been in therapy myself. Um, and it helps me to think of them in that way and kind of reduce some of that stigma around yeah. the process. Um, but if let's say you're doing CBT um, and let's say you have social anxiety, just to give an example, because I used to treat a lot of individuals with social anxiety disorder. Um, and that disorder is when you feel just sort of this extreme anxiety and fear of being like, judged or humiliated or really mm -hmm. embarrassed in social scenarios. Um, and it can lead people to, you know, um, uh, mainly just be incredibly lonely mm -hmm. um, and isolated. You guys have talked about community yeah. and how important that is, um, but also to do things like avoid romantic relationships or um, maybe not take a promotion at their job because they have to talk more. Mm -hmm. um, or I've even worked with teenagers who would purposely take like a zero on a presentation because mm -hmm. they're so afraid of speaking in class. Yeah. So it can affect people's lives in many different ways. And so a therapist would come in first and interrupt me if I'm talking too much here about it, but I get yeah. so excited about thinking about <laughs> therapy I think it's sessions. so helpful to know. Um, um, so first you would address the thoughts, the anxious thoughts that mm -hmm. the person has. And usually these are so negative and we're our worst critics, right? Yeah. These are the thoughts that come to mind when you're in a social scenario. And there are things like, I can't do this. I hate myself. People hate me. I'm being judged. I'm humiliated. I'll never get through this. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll help you sort of restructure or um, kind of reevaluate those thoughts in a healthy way mm -hmm. because pretty much never are they true. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, let's talk to yeah. yourself as a friend in a more healthy mm -hmm. way. And so that's kind of the first step. And I really like that a lot. This yeah. idea of like talking to yourself, like you mm. would talk to a friend, like we yes. don't think about that often yes. and we can be so hard, hard oh on ourselves, gosh. but you would never talk to someone else like that. Never. never. Yeah. And so like challenging yourself to just catch yourself in those moments and say, no, wait a minute, is this based in reality? Yeah. And Am I being kind? Yeah. And, I was yeah. telling yeah, a patient the other day that, like, talking to yourself is okay. You know, yeah. we think about that, that it's not. I said, I really talk to myself every yeah. morning. I give myself a pep talk. Yeah. Like, I love today it. Today is going to yeah. be a good day. Today, yeah. I'm going to help someone. Today, yeah. I'm going to make good decisions. Yep. And it's going to be, I'm going to make them on purpose. And yeah. you you don't think about that. But I think we all need those morning, yeah. those morning pep talks to ourselves. Just yeah. talk to yourself because that's part of brain rewiring. It is. Yeah. And it is. we can rewire the brain, yes. which is so yeah. amazing and yes. that's yeah. what counseling gives you that awareness yeah. of like exactly. these things work mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep telling myself these good things yeah. these truth 
things. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes when we can't see the truth, our counselor can Absolutely. help us they see help, the truth. Like, like a coach, yeah. keep you back on track. Exactly. And it makes me think of even of physical things. I think we do this when things are physically hard all the time. Mm-hmm. Like when I think, like when I'm on a run, like I am yeah. like my biggest, you know, you have to be yes. your biggest cheerleader. Like you can do this just a few more minutes. Like right. this is going to make you stronger, you know, mm-hmm. and we do that, but we often don't replace those when negative I'm, thoughts right. and encourage ourselves when it comes to like mental health. So exactly. I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that's sort of the cognitive side of cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. The behavioral side also, I think a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's um, first you learn relaxation strategies and ways to calm mm-hmm. yourself. Um, so deep breathing meditation, Mm -hmm. some of the things you're going to talk about in a moment. Um, But then you do, we call them exposures. I like to call them challenges where you actually start facing the things that scare you. Mm. So for someone with social anxiety, you would do this first with your therapist. Um, You'd start small. Um, Maybe reading aloud is really scary for you. Maybe having to stand up and talk in front of a group of people. Maybe meeting somebody for the first time. And so you would actually work through these kinds Mm -hmm. of scenarios, allowing your anxiety to go down. Um, And then move into the community. So maybe ordering at a restaurant or um, asking somebody on a date or, you know, those kinds of things. And at first it seems really scary and overwhelming to do those things that maybe it's been years that you've been struggling with Mm -hmm. these things. Um, But I can say after doing this for so many years with clients, usually people make fast progress. And that confidence that they Mm -hmm. kind of get from those initial successes just – is amazing. We've um, talked about this yeah. before with like just positive, the positive reinforcement yes. feedback. You yes. know, we have that with negative. So if you right. did, if you were set back with a negative right. experience, that can be hard. Right. And that's what your counselor's there is for, for that right. negative, because things are going to happen. Yeah. But there's mostly positive. Exactly. And so that's what we generally see. And we're like, oh, this wasn't so bad. Right. This was Wait. actually fun. Yeah. I made a friend. I feel better. Right. Um, exactly. Those things are great. Exactly. And so you start kind of self-reinforcing or we sometimes talk about spiraling up right instead of mm-hmm. downward spiral mm-hmm. you start being like oh this worked oh yeah. wow I feel good like yeah, and you keep trying great. and challenging yourself in that way so yeah. spiral up yes yeah, spiral up Hashtag totally so yeah I would just say you know um there are so if you've thought about therapy there are so many compassionate well-trained people out yeah. there who really would love to partner with you to try to improve your life in yeah. that way so think about it if it's been on your mind and just like what Stacy said with medicine yeah we we have to do that with counseling too because you might get one that's a quack I don't know totally (laughs) yeah yeah there are quacks out there they are just people they are just people or just one that just doesn't Doesn't fit fit, you know yeah they're just it's just not a mix but Mm -hmm. keep trying because so many times yes and research shows that 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 fit is so important so Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like you've gone a couple sessions and you just feel like it's not the right match it's okay it's all the time it happens people switch it up they try somebody new and that's okay yeah yeah and I've also seen with patients is they think oh will this be for the rest of my life too right. um and I'm I'm like no not no. necessarily you can yeah. go months and you can really dive in and address some issues yeah. and then you may go a year two years three yeah. years but then another yeah. situation mm-hmm. might some negative things might yep. happen that kind of cause you to spiral down instead yep. of spiraling up exactly and then you can like touch base with them so they yeah. can be your like lifelong touch base oh my gosh friend that totally. can kind of say hey okay Okay, well, yeah. what have you stopped talking to yourself in the morning? Have you stopped rewiring your brain? Have you mm-hmm. stopped exercising? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what are the things that we can talk about that are the day to day stuff that we can help with anxiety? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. So let's kind of transition to that for a second. So we talked about. 
you know, the main treatments of medication and therapy and how effective those things are. So we hope that you're open to that. But I think there are things in addition to that that maybe you learn in therapy or just that we can all do, even if you're, you know, not struggling with a disorder, but just maybe in a bad place or have high anxiety on a day or kind of feeling down. Mm -hmm. There are things that we can all do to help improve our anxiety. So are there kind of everyday habits that you all have or have adopted that have seemed to be very helpful? So many. I know. It's hard to pick, right? (laughs) But I think hands down, though, like meditation, Mm. prayer, worship, that kind of whole encapsulation, that is just so – um, we live in such a busy mm-hmm. society mm-hmm. and um, our brains need our brains need this our brains yes. need to like recalculate mm-hmm. um, and so meditation and breathing kind of go together and I don't know yeah. if you have some specific tips but there's different kinds of breathing because yeah. if we're just mm-hmm. sitting here shallow breathing that's not really doing yeah. a whole lot mm-hmm. um, and I, I even read something it's like even like five deep breaths mm-hmm. can begin to change your yeah. oxygen level yes. can begin to change um, um, your calmness your amygdala will start to calm down so it's just even crazy that you could literally sit here and take a good deep breath in I mean Mm -hmm. one of those like from diaphragm yeah from your diaphragm push Mm -hmm. it up let's do it together ladies (laughs) and then you slowly breathe out in the slow not fast and it's just like yeah. life's a little bit better. Like, yeah. It just and got better do, in yeah. like one Feel second. A difference. <laughs> Absolutely, do. yeah. That's something that I worked on in therapy too. Um, her recommendation was a four-four-four method, and there are mm-hmm. different you know ways to do that. But breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out. Yes. So if you're having trouble slowing down, which some mm-hmm. of us do. Um, even going on account may help too. And I think what I love about the deep breathing piece, especially thinking about teenagers, maybe in a Mm. class that feeling a little anxious or worried that people will notice they're having anxiety. It's Mm -hmm. something you can do that's, that people don't notice, right? Like it's something you can do that you can sitting in class. You don't have to leave. You don't have to, you know, make a scene or anything like that. And you can just kind of do these techniques and make yourself feel better. It's a sense of control that comes back with it. And I think we discount it. I mean, I'll be honest, I discounted it for a long time. I was like, there's no way breathing helps you. Just like (laughs) get it together and just do it. And I'm and that mentality is slowly changing as I've experienced more anxiety, but as I've actually had close people in my life and seen it, but it's just a simple thing that really works. So do not knock it till you try it. So if you're out there and you're anxious, breathe right now. Breathe. Yes. And in meditation and that, goes along with meditation absolutely there's cool a lot of cool apps we've really started that a Mm -hmm. lot with my children recently Mm -hmm. um because of some of the anxiety that they have like after school and getting off the bus and then even at night even going to sleep um my daughter even last night um my phone died or was dying and she was like mom we've got to charge your phone so that we can listen to our sleep app yeah and she's just like it just helps me so much Mm -hmm. and it's with breathing and calming stories and positive reinforcement which one are you which one are you using Masha right now just because I found like a coupon for it and I know that you use yeah so calm was recommended to me which um it does cost money so it's like a monthly fee um but I've heard that's very effective we I switched to soothing pod I don't Mm. know if any of you use that but it's free and it works like that um and there's stories for adults and for children and it usually starts with some you know breathing activity some guided breathing so if you need help with that um like you said even Mm -hmm. for our kids 
where there's a story about, you know, hot air balloons and imagine it going up in your belly yeah. and just helping them um, do that. And yeah, our kids are really, very helpful. Yeah, yeah, it was very helpful for me when I was in, you know, really, really bad state. And then it just helps our kids. Too. And I don't know about you guys, but when I'm very anxious or worried about something coming up, I'll wake up often in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and I won't yeah. be able to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I've used meditation mm-hmm. mainly just on YouTube, Googling yeah. ones and finding ones that work for me. But I, I'll use that for five minutes or so yeah. trying to calm my mm-hmm. mind before going back to sleep. And they, yeah. they have even on yeah. Washi, they have like a nighttime yeah. se- setting so that like if your kids wake up, you push yep. the nighttime setting, oh. which is shorter, yeah. um, mm-hmm. not as much as like getting ready for bed. And it's just the cool. Yeah. So because they, they do work. And also not to discount even for me personally, at least prayer and worship, Mm -hmm. um, uh, in Philippians, it says, fix your thoughts on things that are good, Mm -hmm. noble, true, right, trustworthy. And I mean, that's, that's essentially what counseling is too. fix your thoughts on these good things. And that's what God's word says too. And then, and it says, and then peace will come to you. So Mm -hmm. it's just, that's all something that I've always held on to with that. So it can be an effective one of the ways of meditation in a lot of things that are very effective. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely. Something else that I feel like has been very helpful to me is um, spending time in nature. Um, mm-hmm. You just feel better, right, Definitely. when you're outside. Um, and there's a lot of research looking at the effectiveness of green space and blue space and helping mm-hmm. you feel better. So green space would be something like, you know, being in a park, somewhere with a lot of grass and Camping, Stacy. Green space would yes. be camping. camping. Yes. I know you all both like camping. <laughs> I We've got camping. to get I know. Stacy, we're going to take you camping. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, she I'll just do. said it. She's okay. never said okay. I have an I will commit to camping. Yay! And, and we're yes. gonna post a picture on because we love yes, it. Yes, we will. I, now I'm, I guess, committed to this. At least one this. night. <laughs> one night. I'll do one night of camping because totally. you might not. Your anxiety will be better if you That's do right. it. Yeah, That's right. totally. I will. I will commit to do it for you, ladies, because I love you. Um, but green spaces, blue spaces. So I know we all like water as well. Lakes, yeah. rivers, oceans. Yes. The ocean seems to be a happy place for, I know for me and I love know for, it. Yes. for you guys too. Let's so, go this weekend. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> for research, right? For, for research. research. Yeah. We, have we to. gotta see what happens. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, yeah. Send a picture. Um, but I was reading a study which was so surprising to me. It was looking at children and families mm-hmm. who kind of basically their access to green space. So you mm-hmm. were in a place where it's easy. There's a park close by or mm-hmm. outside you're in your yard. You have a lot of trees. Um, or is it somewhere where there's limited access? Some Somewhere with like a lot of concrete mm-hmm. or apartments, yeah, cities. apartment buildings, middle of a city where there's not a lot of green space. And this statistic was so shocking to me. But they found yeah. that children who had the lowest access to green space mm-hmm. had a 55% higher chance of developing some type of psychological disorder later, which is yeah. it's shocking. So crazy. It's so yeah. surprising. It's so crazy. And it does. It makes you want to say, my kids have a bad day. Let's not take them to the jump park. Yes. Let's take them to the park. Right. Let's yes. take them outside. to outside. Let's go whitewater rafting. Yeah. Let's go on a, a camping trip if we're overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it shows the change. importance of things like recess and things at school too. Yes. Like maybe oh, your family so isn't able to access it as much, yep. but oh, so important at school to yeah. have that time yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah. And newer research on green space is showing that even with like virtual reality mm-hmm. or on a screen, like pictures mm-hmm. of green spaces can help. So if you're in the middle of a city, you just get a big giant 
portrait of trees. I've had. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, at the office, we have a counseling office yeah. uh, where I work, and they have put like you know the yeah. fluorescent lights. Um, there's clouds in there, and they have made that yeah. whole room very naturey. And yeah. I mean, I think that's just because the research yeah. supports that. Absolutely. Even when you come yeah. into this room, and we can present you with a wave, an ocean, and you can look up and see a sky like clouds. Yeah. It's just it helps with your it's mental helpful. health. Yeah, I, I used to work in a space. children's hospital setting, and mm-hmm. they were—I couldn't believe they were going to restructure and kind of redecorate. And mm-hmm. they got so many people's input and yeah. the psychology team as well because yeah. they wanted to know the research about that piece. Yeah. And so there really is something to it, you yeah. know, around yeah. like what are we taking in, what colors are we seeing? Mm-hmm. Um, it really helps. Mm-hmm. So, but so I'm just to take personally. A walk Excited because we're going camping. Yes. They see Lepowski. Yes. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. But speaking of green space, one thing that we can do in green space that is so effective with anxiety is exercise. Yes. Yes. That's my go-to for sure. Yeah, mine too. Huge. Yes. And even in my, for my mindset, it's, it's less about body. Yeah. You know, I mean, even though of course anxiety affects the whole body, but it's more about my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I, I even have a picture of my kids on my, my exercise bike that I use inside sometimes. And yeah. that's that's the thing that keeps me going. I know I will be better for them, yeah. better for myself if I do it. Yeah. And so that gets me through it. I yeah. have a lot of um, patients that are like, I just don't have time. Right. I don't yeah. have time. I was like, you can't afford not to. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely You can't not. afford not to mm-hmm. take a walk. You yeah. can't afford not to come come up with some idea of how to exercise Mm -hmm. and I I know things that are hard like when that's hard to do on your own creating a team of motivation has been so effective I know that we at least try to me and Stacey at least once a week to try to walk or do something active um but it's fun you can plan trips doing fun things together (laughs) and meeting goals yeah yeah so yeah. many things, but it's so important. Yeah. 30 minutes, even just 30 minutes mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of times they've shown in research that it's as effective as medication sometimes for things mm. like mild to moderate depression and anxiety. Yeah. So that's thinking about that as well. Like, wow, um, that's, it's almost like medicine for your yeah. body, right? Yeah. And so, and yeah, it's pretty it's immediate. It's so yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I can literally look in the mirror and feel a certain way about myself and mm-hmm. then I can go for a walk and breathe during the walk and, and I come back and I almost just view myself differently. Mm-hmm. I've seen, yes. like, oh, I, I can it's do like this. like magic. Yeah. 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 Yes. And this is so natural and yeah. free. Yes. So don't knock it till you try yeah. it. Exercise, move. Yep. And yeah. it's not just yeah. walking, but um, also, you know, yoga and Pilates, yeah. like a yep. lot of people mm-hmm. really Trying enjoy. Trying to that meditation piece. Being enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is something, something else that was interesting I was reading was about kindness. Mm. Um, and they, these researchers were looking at using kindness as an intervention for social anxiety. So you talked about using CBT and I think that this is almost an example of that too. And so they had, um, 115 undergraduates, um, this is at the university of British Columbia, I think, I think you checked out this article too, but, um, they divided them into three groups. So Mm -hmm. there was one group who was just told to increase social interaction. Mm -hmm. So kind of be like an exposure challenge, like just talk, you know, go out and talk to people more. Um, But some of them weren't given the same direction, but in addition to that, shape that interaction just by doing something kind. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think a lot of times, you know, we like, we're like, okay, I want to connect with people or reach out, but what do we do? And I think, you know, the go-to is just do something nice because I think it's going to be pretty rare if you get a negative reaction Mm -hmm. from holding the door for someone or buying Mm -hmm. them a cup of coffee, right? Mm -hmm. Just Um, need a need. Yeah. That's what I've got to think about. It's just like, see a need. 
meet and a name. Yeah. And and it, it helps them. It helps yeah. you. And we're going to hear about this study. Let's yeah. see what yeah. happens. Yeah. So here's what happens, guys. So there's <laughs> also me. a control group who were not given any inter- intervention. And of course, not surprisingly, right, the people who were given the kindness instruction, um, they found that, you know, a decrease in social anxiety. Yeah. Um, and they were less likely to avoid social situations. Oh, so wonderful. So, so, so that's great. like one of those behavioral mm-hmm. things that you're yeah, talking like about. Yeah, like exposure yeah. challenge for yourself yeah. that helps build community on yeah. top of it. Yeah. yeah. I always think about my kids too. Like what are, what do I want to teach them, you know, yeah. and like teaching them to do kind acts can actually help their anxiety later probably, yeah. you know, and helps my anxiety yeah. because I'm interacting with people as they are too. So right. it kind of just affects all areas of our life. Cause I think the forming time. it at a younger age yeah. too, that they don't know why that made them feel good, right. um, yeah. but they just keep doing it. They're like, right. this right. makes me feel good to be helpful. Right. And I think we do see that. I've seen that with yeah. Addie so many times yes. when, uh, when um, Addie, Stacy's daughter, when you can tell her, Oh, that helped me. That yeah. was yeah. so nice. You met yeah. my need. Yeah. She almost becomes into this like right. super helpful person. Yeah, She's like, what like else that. do you need? What <laughs> else do you need? Do you need yeah. me to watch your kid? Do you need me to do this? Yeah. And sometimes we love Addie, but she has a big personality. Yes, yeah. And so she's not always this perfect child. I know it's hard yeah. whenever you hard see her. Hard to believe. Just, hard to believe. Yes, our children aren't perfect. <laughs> but whenever you, whenever she taps into that kindness, yeah. she truly becomes yeah. like, just like Flourishes. she opens up. You can so tell they feel good about themselves. Absolutely. And like it develops that self-concept of like, I'm a helpful person. Yeah, I'm a helper. You know? yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. For sure. Oh, ladies, this was so good. I, I feel know. like just talking about anxiety and being together, of course, with people you love also reduces yeah. anxiety. It does. Exactly. But this was so good. Yeah. So thank you so thank much you for so having much. me here. This thank has been you. fabulous. Oh my gosh. Thank, thank you for coming. You. Come back anytime. Yes. Um, we would love, love to you. have you. And just to all of you out there, we hope that you'll try some of these things. If you're struggling with anxiety, please reach out to a healthcare provider. Try out some of the resources that Sarah's going to link on our show notes. And be um, kind. And be kind. And yes. breathe. That's your challenge this week. Yep. That's your challenge. That's a great challenge. Do one thing of kindness. And, I mean, be crazy. Maybe you can do two or three. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Go it. Wild. Did it make you feel better? Did it make you less anxious? Um, Did it or build community? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, thank you all for being here. Take care of yourself this week. Bye, Jane. Because, because we, we love you. you. You've been listening to the Because We Love You podcast. Join us next time for more encouragement and hope as we pursue a life of wellness together. Why? Because we love you.